This week, Bart, Dave, and I were joined by Deborah Rutter, a colleague of mine at Nest, uh, and we talked about home inspections. Uh, sexy, sexy content t- today, but we're really talking about you know, setting expectations for buyers and sellers and how to get through a process that is often uh, much more emotional and fraught with, with strife than is the initial offer decision process. Hope you all enjoy the conversation. What do you tell your buyers when, when you make, a, when you make a, an offer on a house and you tell them, here's the terms, here's the price, closing, all that stuff? What do you tell them about the home inspection? The, the thing that, I, that we always focus on for home inspection, or at least with my buyers, is the fact that this is, this is sort of your one shot to step back from your, your love or hate of the house, probably your love because you're putting an offer on it, but for, for you to get an objective look at, at the house when it's um, at the emotional, you know, it's at the emotional low point. It's going to be the time in which the stuff that you thought was, you know, clean and pretty and awesome is going to look a little crooked, a little dirty. It's going to just, it's some of that shiny patina is just not going to be quite as noticeable when you're there for three hours of walking around the house during an inspection. And so, you know, it can be kind of a, some, you know, for a lot of people, a home inspection is kind of a bummer time, but it's the time to really understand that you're buying, you know, you're not buying, you know, the cherry cabinets and the stainless steel appliances. You're buying whether or not the water heater is going to go out in five years. You're buying whether or not the, the HVAC is going to completely conk out in the middle of summer. I mean, the stuff that the stuff that's really important. Yeah. I tell, I tell buyers that this is the time when it becomes, you know, it's the time to learn, learn everything you can about the house that you possibly can. Time to, to look, you know, under the, the hood, if you will, in the basement, the cro- in the crawl space, in the attic, and all that. But also, this is a time where it gets to be most fraught with emotion. That's right. Because it's, you know, the, you, know you make the offer on the house, and you, and you all, you know, both parties come to terms, and it's fine. And, and a lot of negotiations are, you know, that first part can be a little bit stressful. But the home inspection is where you're going in and you're saying, I know you love your house, but this part really sucks. And I want $75 to fix this thing. And the sellers will say, nah, I love that. I can't believe you don't like that $75 thing because that's my favorite part of the whole house. I'm ready to terminate the contract. Right. <laughs> but that $75 thing is something that we've lived with for all these years, and it doesn't bother us. I don't know why it bothers you. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's part where I said— Can we get the, an example of one of these $75 things? That's a sticky really screwing door. things up. A sticky door. Like the, the, the door People to the— People have an emotional attachment to a sticky door? Because it's all— Oh, nah, man. I, no, no. Because that, that's, where, the, that's where their daughter went in, and she banged the door that one time with the dog, and it cro- made the door a little bit crooked, so the door, is cro- the, the door is crooked, and they've lived with it because it's a reminder of when their daughter and the dog were playing, and that's the fun thing that happened in the kitchen. I'll fix that door, man. No, because I love incorrect. that door. I love that door. But that's the sort of thing. The, the, the number of times that you know that we've seen in our individual practices, things fall apart because of that hundred and fifty dollars, or five hundred dollars, or thousand dollars, and not to diminish the value of a thousand bucks. It's it's money. It's you know thousand bucks is a lot of money. But you're talking about a four hundred seventy-five thousand dollar house, and parties are ready to blow things up for eight hundred bucks. Objectively, you know, that's not the right decision because the buyers have said, I love this house enough to, to spend this money on it. And the sellers have said, I'm ready to, lo- to move on to the next phase of my life. Are you kidding me? You're going to For like this? a quarter percent of the purchase price of the house, yeah. A 0. 0.0025 for, you know, an infinite like, yeah, 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 a 0.25% yeah. of nothing, the purchase A nothing percent. 
a nothing percent of, of the of the house value. Right. You're gonna you're gonna because you're emotionally you're you're harmed emotionally because of that couple hundred bucks. So and that's where we have to step back and say, this is not that big of a deal. <laughs> Y'all are both invested, and you know. So I think it's something that it's it's hard to convey because I think that the perception we were talking off air is that you know the the realtors wanted to go through. Not because it, you know, and yeah, we get paid when it get, when it closes, but we wanted to go through if it's the right thing for the client, for both clients. Yeah. Well, representing the buyer, if it's right for my client. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's not that I don't right. care, but I don't care about the seller. No, but seller's client, or like seller's agent, wants it to go through too because it's like I've got a buyer for these people's home. Like everybody wants. And the this seller thing to probably yeah. has their eye on a house in Maine where they're moving. Right. Or so, yeah, they're they're ready to move on to the next phase. Right. And this is just one of the bumps in the road that needs to needs to uh, happen to make that to make that go through but you know to for some buyers it's an issue of you know i'm paying full price for this thing and so you know this inspection process is my opportunity to get a second bite at the apple and so i'm just going to go after the things that you know i i buyers buy a lot of buyers want a perfect house right and no, no perfect house exists even new construction is not a perfect house and so if this is your opportunity to get something that you know you think might might uh give you an opportunity to sort of stick it to the seller because look, I've offered you full price for this house and now I'm going to want you to take care of all the things that make me crazy. You know, a lot of buyers will default to that as a, as a position. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, from a, from a seller's perspective, I, I you know, I, I, I will tell my sellers that they're, you know, one, clean the house, make it perfect, change the filters do the stuff that you did the day we went on the market, you know, make it as perfect as you can. But also know that they're going to come in, and they're not going to come in with that eye towards your sticky door and giving you the benefit of the doubt. They're going to come in, and they're going to ask for some significant things you didn't know about, and they're going to ask for some petty things that's going to piss you off. And my job as a seller's agent is to say, I know. It's a, it's a high-loop drain. It's, a, it's something that nobody has in their house, but the, the inspectors call out the high-loop drain on the, on the kitchen sink. It's $12 or whatever. That, you know, it's just let it go. You're not going to do that one. They're asking for it because they know they're going to kick that out. But if it's a list of 17 things, it's going to get it's going to get kicked out. If it's a if it's a list of one thing, it's the high loop drain. Just fix the drain. Just fix the drain. <laughs> you know, so it's it's helping put it in context of what's what's reasonable and normal and acceptable. My question I have to put to the two of you is like how you prepare a a buyer, especially first time buyers, about the process of home inspection. Cause I remember like when, when we were buying our first home and they're like, okay, we got to go to the home inspection. And we didn't know anybody. I was like, oh, okay, we'll schedule the home inspection. And it was like, you, you know that like when, when you were younger as a kid and you could just tell like mom and dad are worried about something. Like maybe we should be concerned too. It was like we weren't concerned about a home inspection whatsoever. And then we were realizing like, oh, our agent is like very stressed out about this. And it was just like, why are we like, should we be more concerned about that? And so just how do you prepare that? Because the home inspection is like, it is a very critical part of the home purchase. Everything can like live and die by how that inspection goes. And especially for first time or, or, you know, young home buyers who've never really had to go through this process before our first home was a new construction. So we did an inspection, but it was kind of like, didn't really need to do it. It was when we bought our second home where like it, the home had been around for about, 10 to 12 years at that point, it had more things that just little, you know, code had changed. Like there was something that like wasn't up to code and it was fine then. It's not fine now. And that was kind of a red flag for us. But we were definitely noticing like, oh, both agents are very stressed out about this. Like, should we be concerned about this? 
So how do you address those kinds of things? That's great that both agents were stressed out because that means they're taking it seriously, which they should be. Right? Yeah. Both I mean, one of the agents is sitting across the table from us now, but yes. <laughs> well, they, Hopefully you didn't discern my stress. <laughs> I'm working with some buyers now who they're in their, they're moving here for retirement. They're in their late 70s. And it's clear they have never looked at the inspection process as something they should worry about. I think this might even be the first inspection they've ever actually attended. And so we started off the process by saying, you know, what are you supposed to do while you're there, right? So a very, you know, a really simple approach, like make sure that if it's raining that day, you've got shoes to change into so you don't muck up the carpet because it's going to be really hard to tell a seller that you want to have, you know, X number of dollars thrown at a problem if you've just tracked in a bunch of mud. So there's a bunch of practical stuff up front, like how do you behave at an inspection, right? And as, as what Jim said, you know, this is the time to do to go to the places that you're not going to go, right? You're not going to pull out the ladder on a Tuesday afternoon and think to yourself, I'm going to go up into that attic because I think it's going to be really fun, right? The inspection is the time to do that. The inspection is the time to put your pants a little bit muddy, look into the crawl space, and just see what it looks like. So there's some really practical things you can do to actually get ready for the inspection. But also remember that, you know, for the inspector, you know, they're a hammer looking for a nail. Their job is to find stuff that's wrong. And you have to decide for yourself are the things that they're finding that are that are wrong or that are worthy of note things that I care about? Because for some people, the things that are on the list are things that people just don't care about. And for other folks, they're things that they care about a lot. So you've got to know yourself well enough or at least have a, a conversation with your agent enough to, to be able to break down things between, you know, categories like I really care about that a lot or in my family that really matters a lot or, gee, these are the things that I don't care about because I can fix them better than the seller did. Um, I can make it better than um, what's currently in front of me. So, you know, the categorization of the things that are found in the inspection, I think, is is key so that you don't get overwhelmed by the sheer number of problems. I think it also gets the trust uh, of your agent. You know, I, and I say that because I, I read, you know, read some forums online sometimes, and, and like people say, well, I, my inspection just happened. What should I do? I don't trust my agent. Like, well, that's a that's a you problem with your you hiring the wrong person. Yeah. But I think that you know, to your point though is, is knowing when to ask ask your agent is this important? Does this matter? No, it really doesn't. Or yeah, this is something you know you really need to be aware and concerned about uh, of knowing how how this will affect the the life of the house. Right. Um, and resale. And resale. So it was funny. The um, I had this a while ago. Uh, I had I had a seller, and you know. Got the home inspection back, and it had a bunch of valid stuff. He'd owned the house for five or six years, you know, and the buyers were asking for some, my opinion, not my house, my opinion, for legitimate stuff. And, you know, it's it's amazing what you can learn as, when you listen. Because as, as he's pushing back and saying, well, this was like this, and this was like this, and this was like this, I'm like, who, who did your inspection? And he said, well, let me find it. And he found the inspector. And he was a terrible inspector. So it must not have been your seller. No, he wasn't my seller. You know, but it was an inspector that that we know the inspectors who, if you get that inspector and you're representing the seller, you're okay, glad we're going to be okay. Um, right, so, in, so, so as we're going through the report, I'm learning, you know, that that he, you know, asked I asked who his inspector was, and he told me who it was, and I said, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense of why you're upset at the stuff that they're finding now, that was present five or six years ago that your inspector then didn't find. And he didn't have, he just didn't have a good inspector. And so his, his mindset was different of, well, why didn't they find the stuff last time? Because well, you hired the wrong guy. Yeah, the quality of the inspector absolutely 
is just so key because of that very thing, right? When you get ready to sell, the stuff that comes up may be the stuff that was there when you bought it and you just didn't know. And now it's coming out of left field and you're just, you know, a little disappointed and a little mad that you're having to now, you know, perhaps pay for things or fix things that have been problems all along that you didn't know about. And you're fixing stuff for the next buyers. You're going to get no enjoyment out of that new HVAC or that not squeaky floor. Or whatever the thing is, again, it's, it's a sort of emotional thing. It can really drive a, try, try to drive a transaction sideways. We ended up replacing something. Like while we were, we put our house on the market a couple of years ago and we ended up replacing something and it improved the quality of our life so much that we ended up taking the house back off the market. That was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it was very big. It, we got all new appliances. Like we did, like, I mean, like sometimes it's like those changes, like we're enough. And like now my wife is like, maybe we should do that again because it'll motivate us to replace the kitchen floor and the cabinets that we need to do right now. Um, but like it did, it improved. Like I was like, man, this fridge is amazing. How are we gonna leave this? <laughs> most this people, most people love their house the day they put it on the market because it's clean, it's bright, it's awesome. Things are new, and they're like, why are we selling this thing? And you're like, why are we not living like this all of all the, the time, time anyway? Because yeah. all of our stuff is in two storage units. I mean, this is great. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that the, to the to the inspections though, you know, setting expectations is key, I and mean, it's what, one of the number one things that we do is you know, practicing agents is knowing what's coming down the line and knowing how to prepare people for this is kind of going to suck a little bit. That's right. I wish that I wish that when I'm representing the buyer, I wish that the agent who is representing the seller would help that seller understand what's about to happen so that the inspection process is, oh, I don't want to say cleaner and faster, but it's just not fraught with a bunch of little stuff that makes my buyers just begin to get a little bit nervous. Things like, you know, when the light doesn't work, right? You flip a switch and the light doesn't work. Now I've got to look at my buyer and say, it could be the light bulb for 50 cents. It could be the switch. It could be the wiring, or it could be the actual light itself, right? So now this is something that I'm going to have to put on the inspection report because you didn't prepare your seller and remind them, hey, all of the lights in the house should work, right? So, I mean, there's a, there's a part of this process is just making sure that the listing agent prepares their seller. We think about it, this as a buying process, but it's a selling process too. Right. And it's also, you know, so one, uh, you know, make sure the light bulbs are all the same color because with all the LEDs now, not, you have, and not those ones that take forever to light. Yeah. No CFLs, but the LEDs need to be the right, the same color. I've got like a pick, soft white versus like bright white or like, versus yellow light versus bright ah, white this light. Is way versus, too in the weeds. For I'll me, send man. you a picture. I'll put a picture in the show notes. You'll see what it I'm talking about. It makes a huge difference. But it's something that if you ask for that light bulb to, to, to that, for that broken fixture to be fixed, that means that the, you know, in, in the, the seller's going to say, it's just a freaking light bulb. Why are they well, asking we don't for, know that. Why are, we, why are they even asking for that? Now I don't want to fix the other stuff. You know, but it sets, that, it sets the tone of the negotiations when the buyer's just saying, I want to make sure that that destroyed light, fit, you know, they're going to go to the, the worst case scenario of, I have to replace the breaker box because of the bad light. Right. When it's it's just a fifty cent okay, well LED is like seven bucks to That's right. Is it ten dollar light the light bulbs? You know, so you do that that groundwork, you you know, you change the air filters. Even though even if you haven't changed it in two years. You know, <laughs> change it the day before the inspection. So it looks like you're taking care of your house. Yeah, I give a list. I provide now I've just started providing a list to the other agent that just says, you know, hey, we're gonna have an inspection in your house. I'm sure you probably provide something similar but let me give this to you that you can provide to your sellers to make sure the house is ready. I, I really, it really bums me out when we have to go back to check out a shed that was locked because nobody could find the key, right? The shed's part of the house, it's part of the property. Let's have the keys available, right? Little stuff like that that really makes, that makes me look at my buyer and say, this seller is ready to negotiate. 
They've got it together. They've thought about us in this process, and we're going to go through the, the secondary negotiation once we get this finished, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to just be fine because these guys knew what to expect. It's a, it is a secondary negotiation. Maybe or it, just, you know, if, you, if you're the seller's agent and you know there's something, like, hey, the light fixture in the guest bedroom is wonky. Like, right. just set that expectation. So when you, the buyer, are walking through, be like, hey, we're going to have a wonky light. It's just a thing. We're going to accept that this is a thing. There's going to be no surprises attached to it. I had one years ago, my, 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 my sellers, um, actually, go back. Your list sounds amazing. I bet it's as good as mine. Will you share that with me when we're finished? Because that'd be great. Be good for show notes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think, you know, I had a client years ago that, I don't have a list, that the... Um, <laughs> 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 I'll give my list to anybody who wants it. He asked for the list because yeah. he's like, I'm going to hijack that yeah. list is what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> hey, like a lot of work. The way you get better anymore. is by, hey, by taking from people who ships. are better Absolutely. what they do. No, I mean, I had a client years ago, and they said, we bought this house three years ago, and or whatever it was, and the we never had the, the liquid propane fireplace hooked up. Should we have that thing hooked up before the inspection? I'm like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, that'll be a thing that they ask for the inspection. And damned if that wasn't the only thing that they asked for in the inspection. You know, the other stuff that, the, that my sellers apparently knew was, you know, like the light fixture and little stuff. They were so focused on that, that liquid propane fireplace working, that easy fix, done. Everybody bucks comes later. in the process with, with their own thing. Yeah, so it's, it's, again, it's, it's setting, knowing what's coming and, and setting the expectation uh, is, is huge because it's, you know, every inspection is different and there's no answer. Like people will say, you know, what should I expect in here? It's like, be patient. Jim may be referencing me in that fireplace story. <laughs> I've had probably five or six unworking liquid propane fireplaces because they didn't have tanks. I don't understand it. I mean, if you have a fireplace, have it hooked up and use it, but that's just me. <laughs>